0: This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Jouar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Tuesday, May 7th, 2019. It's Google I.O. Day 1. We're done with it, and we have a lot to say. My guest is David Emel of Android authority. Hi, David. How Hello. are you? I am back. You're back. Yes. And we're caffeinated. We are caffeinated. It is late <laughs> on the day. Yeah. We are actually close to the next day.
1: huh. Um,
0: what was your first day of Google I.O.
1: like? Uh, it was good. It was a lot this year. You know, last year was my first I.O. and there wasn't really hardware and it was mostly like announcements and software announcements. But this, this year we had Quite a bit of hardware, quite a bit of uh, allowing us to speculate about Google's direction when it comes to hardware. So it had a lot more to cover on the ground this year, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, of course, we knew this has been leaked to death mm. that we were going to get this Pixel 3a yep. and 3a XL. We finally, they're finally real. You can buy them today. They're on the Google Store. Yeah. So that's we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a complete rebranding of the Google Home brand home into a yeah. uh, Nest and so now instead of a Google Home uh hub it's called a Google it's called a Nest hub Google, and it's
1: actually Google Nest Home Google Nest Hub Max
0: yeah the product they launched but the old one is now called Google Nest, Nest hub. hub
1: yeah instead and, of Home Hub
0: and so the home is gone and it's yeah. replaced with Nest is yeah. really what it is yeah
1: yeah yeah which i
0: have mixed feelings about it <laughs> i have yeah. yeah yeah i have a lot of mixed feelings about it as yeah, well Yeah, so what else is there to talk about we're going to cover a little bit of the io keynote you know cherry picking some things that i think are gonna if you're a phone user especially on Android, are gonna make your life really interesting mm-hmm. especially if you're a pixel user i think a lot of pixel users are gonna get those features first
1: right? yeah, yeah yeah they're all coming out, and a so-
0: lot of them were kind of eye-raising, but in this, oh, yeah, I can see how they could do that way. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's intriguing, but yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like last year where we were totally mind-blown by Duplex and then also scared. <laughs> the amount of hit pieces that came out of I Duplex know. last year was insane.
0: Yeah. So. So, so, okay, look, you don't have a Pixel 3 as a, you know, as a phone you access on a regular basis. Um, so uh, I'm yeah. kind of curious as to how you feel about this 3A. And of course, 3XL is just a 3A uh, in bigger format, but they're very, very identical.
1: Yeah, I mean, I used the 3A, I used the 3XL for a few weeks after I got it, actually a few months, Um, and it was kind of, I didn't really want to make it my secondary because the battery life was, like, horrible, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I really didn't like the notch, and it just kind of felt big, and, like, the, the screen is amazing, right, but, like... You know, the 4 gigabytes of RAM was oh my God. not enough. This is the
0: vein of my existence yeah. as a daily driver Pixel 3 XL user is after using all these other phones with 8, 10, 12 gigs of yeah. RAM now, I'm just like, I, I get I get the RAM. I, yeah. I used to laugh about it. I used to think, okay, 4 was a bit limited. I thought 6 or 8 would be yeah. fine. But now that we have 10 or 12, like, leave all the apps running. All of them permanently all the time.
1: Yeah, I just think the Pixel 3 XL is not a great phone. (laughs) Because it's just, like, not enough RAM, the battery life is horrible, and that notch is, like, crazy. (laughs) So the 3A actually looks relatively intriguing, though. um, Because you're not getting the notch, which is a big deal. You can get, actually, the bigger phone without the notch which is kind of, like, what I wanted it in the It reminds first place.
0: me a lot, actually, the the big one of the Pixel 2 XL.
1: Yeah, kind of. Right? I was actually more um, reminisced about... It kind of seemed like a Pixel 1 to me. Yeah, anyway. but because
0: of that 89 display... Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: to me, it's interesting because if you look at them from a distance, you're not really paying attention on a table, especially the black ones. Mm-hmm. To me, the... The 3A is kind of like a 3. Yeah. And the yeah. 3A XL is kind of like a 2 XL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aesthetically with yeah. the size and the shape
1: of the screen. Right, true, because it's curved yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So
0: let's fire off, like take turns firing off the specs real quick so yeah. people know what we're talking about. So 399 for the Pixel 3A uh-huh. uh with, what is it, 1080p display? Yeah, it's 1080p. 5.6 inches. Mm-hmm. AMOLED mm-hmm. or OLED. Yeah um snapdragon. 18 by 9 with rounded corners so there's yeah. a top and bottom bezel yeah yeah there's
1: bezels but they're not a big deal for me um but it's got a snapdragon 670
0: yeah and that, that's actually interesting we should go back to that and for, we mentioned four gigs of ram that yeah. remains so right. that could be for some people well, i think it's
1: funny actually it's, I think it's kind of funny that like their flagship has 4 gigs and then their mid range also has 4 gigs. Well, it tells gigs.
0: you what you need to know it, about their flagship and how they yeah, should have really it, put 6 or 8 gigs yes, last absolutely. year. Absolutely.
1: It makes you realize it it makes you know that Google realized that it was definitely not enough.
0: But you know they've done this before and this is a thing I don't understand. You know, in many ways the you know the Nexus 5 was like a really high point mm-hmm. in this Google phone evolution. Mm-hmm. I had one. And I loved it primarily. The battery's life sucked, but the price you couldn't beat the price. Yeah, it was three hundred bucks or I, something. It was three ninety nine, yeah, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I feel like this Pixel three at three ninety nine is kind of a return to form. And but at the same time, you know, the Nexus 5X that came out two generations mm-hmm. after the 5. It was a flagship. It had two gigs of RAM at the time. Yeah, yeah. And even then, we were like, nope. Yeah. You know, the Pixel, sorry, the Nexus 6P had three gigs at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was comfortable. Right. But two, we were all like screaming about it. Yeah, it, it wasn't so good at the time. It seems like, it's you know, it kind of reminds me going really way back at Nokia in the Symbian days when they constantly under-rammed their phone. Mm. They had so little RAM on their phones and their phones would always crash because yeah. there wasn't an OS that was able to kill an app and survive, yeah. so the whole thing would reboot. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, "What? why just spend like an extra 20 bucks? Those phones are $600, like, yeah. just give us a bit more RAM. So it's not going to be that bad, obviously, with four gigs on a Pixel Three A, but
1: yeah, it should be okay. I mean, like the Snapdragon six seventy is obviously a chip that's not going to push as many frames, and so it's going to save more battery. And you're probably just not going to want to do as much. Well,
0: like you that. bring up something interesting. So the the battery on the on the Three A is a three thousand milliamp hour, and if uh-huh. you really think about this for a second, three thousand milliamp plus. A 1080p display versus Quad HD on the big pixels, mm-hmm. the expensive pixels, and a six seventy Snapdragon 670, that's going to be... I really believe this thing is going to be at least a day of battery life. Yeah. Probably more.
1: I mean, if you think about it, um, OnePlus has been using 1080p displays forever, pretty much. And the OnePlus 6 had a 3,300 billion power battery, and it still had really good battery life. And it was 1080p. So... And this is OLED, which means if you actually use apps that have OLED support, then you're gonna get a lot more battery life. And if you use Android Q, they have system white dark mode now, which means you're gonna actually save battery (laughs) life. That's right. So I
0: think it's gonna be killer. I think the battery life is what's gonna surprise us for the first time in a long time. I think it will be pretty good, yeah. 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 Um, Cameras, so you've got the eight megapixel front camera that's, um, I looked actually, it's not the same as either of the eight megapixels on the three and three XL. It's in between the field of view. So the the one in the Pixel 3 and 3XL 3 yeah, where well, there's it's... two, is a 70 something degrees and a 90 something degrees. Mm-hmm. This is an 80 something like degrees. This like a
1: forced relatively it's wide. It's like
0: 80, <laughs> 84 degrees or something like that. Yeah, so you're not so, getting
1: the ultra wide, but it's still decent. But it's,
0: it's probably gonna give do great portraits because we've seen oh. that. I mean, on the Pixel 2 where they didn't have dual front cameras, yeah. portraits were great on the selfie. Yeah. selfies. So you're getting great selfies. And that's one of the things that I really honestly want to call some. T- I so- sometimes joke and call my Pixel the, s- the selfie phone <laughs> or the portrait phone because yeah. it does portraits so well. So well, yeah. Uh, so speaking of, the main camera is identical mm-hmm. to the big to the 12 big
1: megapixel yeah. pixel camera that everyone
0: loves. 1.8, F1.8, 12.2 megapixels. The bottom line is you're getting for 399 yeah. a phone that aesthetically looks a lot like a Pixel 3 and is significantly cheaper... And you're getting 90% of the Google experience, the camera experience, the Pixel experience, but you're also getting, I think, you're going to get better battery life. Mm -hmm. And unless you're playing the latest, most hardcore games where the GPU really matters, I really don't think that day-to-day you're going to notice a performance difference. In fact, it'll be interesting to benchmark this, and I might eat my words, but I am going to call it now that the Pixel 3a is going to be faster on benchmarks because of the 1080p as well. than the Pixel 2, I could see that, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, 835,
1: like, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think it might be because remember, if you look at the Qualcomm's you know, like universe, yeah, the Snapdragon universe, the you got the 845 that spawned the 710, yeah, and then you've got the 855 that yeah. spawned the 730 that was just announced a few weeks ago, yeah, yeah, and then you've got if you look closer, the 710 <laughs> yeah. spawned the 670. The 670. Yeah. So, you know, it's in that 845 lineage. Yeah, yeah. And I think it might be faster than and more efficient than the 835.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was a big jump to the 845. So. And of
0: course, it includes a lot of the imaging, um, you know, ISP tricks that you yeah, need yeah, yeah. in hardware mm-hmm. to do some of the things that Google Camera does. Yeah. A lot of people have already noticed because uh, here's the thing. We all got a device today. Uh, but some, of course, reviewers had devices under embargo. And so some of the reviews are out today. So check that out. Check out my uh, uh, hands-on video mm. on YouTube. And by the time this po- po- podcast is published, I'll have an unboxing video mm. as well. But but the bottom line is some people have already tested that. And they've noticed that, yeah, the camera is the, not quite as fast. It's more like mm. Pixel 2. You know where it did the processing for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that people are going to care about it. No, that.
1: that's okay. I think it's the quality that matters. But... And
0: so a couple of more things about the Pixel 3a. Um, number one, it is a unibody plastic. Uh, polycarbonate plastic, but it looks yeah. really nice. It looks machine. It, does. it yeah. doesn't look molded to me. It looks really well done. The plastic
1: it's, feels nice.
0: It's got that yeah. shiny top and mm-hmm. kind of matte bottom that aesthetically matches the yeah, design yeah, of yeah. the uh, of the bigger, more expensive ones. And then this is the thing that is absolutely making me super hyped about this phone. I know, I know, it's stupid, but headphone jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first manufacturer I can think of. That has gone back on their word. In well, a way. okay.
1: Like, but if you look at like every mid-ranged phone out, they all have headphones. A checks. lot
0: of them don't anymore. mid range Yeah. Like what? Well, uh, let me think. Uh, Ch- I'm thinking Chinese phones. But, you know, uh, even phones that are sold in the U.S., New Mobile and UU Mobile. I've okay. got their G3 and G3 Plus, $200 phones. All metal and aluminum sandwiches. Okay. MediaTek processors. Really nice phones. They compete with the G series from Moto. Okay. No headphone jack.
1: But, okay, but think about mainline... Companies. Well,
0: the G-Series still has headphone jack.
1: Yeah. Nokia uh, offers headphone jacks on their mid-range line.
0: Trying to think. About 399 there's a few phones that don't have headphone jacks anymore. Well, okay, OnePlus... The 6T is not 399.
1: Yeah, but it's they don't really have a mid-range phone that's considered a you know, flagship. Uh,
0: yeah, you're right. I'm trying to think because if you think Nokia
1: phone. has headphone jacks on their mid-range phones, yeah, too. for sure. Um, I mean Samsung offers it on all their phones, but they also offer it on their mid-range option. So the
0: question is, yeah, I think we'd have to do some tallying to figure this one out. But I have this gut feeling to me that you know, for me, because if this is the first time Google's making a mid-range, you're going to say it's a mid-range that's where the headphone jack and I. I acknowledge that. I don't think you're wrong. I feel, though, that they could have, by their philosophy of, like, saying, we've dropped the headphone jack, we're not going to put it back even on the mid-ranger. Yeah. And I actually think it's a smart decision that they did put it back. In a way, they're coming back. But the
1: thing is, they're not going to bring it back for the 4.
0: But the 4, I want to discuss the 4 with you. Okay. I have a lot of issues. Mm. I, it hasn't even been leaked or discussed or... I mean, I just have something to say about the okay. 4. and And I want to probe your thoughts on the 4.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Because I'm pissed with Google and and I'm not... I should, That's kind of exaggerated. I am annoyed with what they did with the Pixel 3 and 3 XL. I feel that it feels so... Two years ago now in may of 2019 it's it's aged very poorly
1: yeah that's what you know it's funny because when a lot of people are like comparing devices and someone will say oh should i get the pixel 3 a lot of people say oh that device is kind of old now but it's like it's not but it's It's not six months (laughs) and that's my point yeah and
0: and and this is why i want to talk about the four because this is this is what this is this has been a pattern with google yeah and I want them to break it at three ninety nine. I don't care what they do. Right. Almost. I feel that giving that Pixel experience, especially the camera and the software experience of yeah. a Pixel, at that price point, is a win, no matter how you cut it. But at the Pixel Four, better step up the hardware game. Mm-hmm. Is this is not about the software, the experience. This yeah, is about yeah. the build quality, the materials, the fit and finish, the camera count, the yeah. display, the all the stuff we're seeing on all these phones we're using now that are flagships, right? Yeah. It's like a lot of people tell me like, you know, I reviewed the G8 for Geekspin and I, you know, overall liked it, but I had some issues. And a lot of people like were really mad at me for that. Like, they're like, it's a great phone by any measure. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. That phone has to carry the flagship, 4G flagship right um, flag for um lg for a year yeah imagine what that phone like gonna be like in december or january next year right
1: it's not gonna feel modern anymore and
0: that's when in whereas you know i can see somebody rocking an s10 plus in march or february 2020 and be
1: fine yeah it's it's actually crazy how fast these phones feel outdated though is the thing you can use a oneplus 6t and it feels a little bit old because it doesn't have the curved edges and it doesn't have a <laughs> hole punch. And that phone
0: is six months old. <laughs> like, I know. I know. We're going, through, we're going through an interesting phase right now. Um, so, you know, that's also part of one of the reasons I think I want, to, I want to see them step up their game. Yeah. So going from the Pixel 3a to the 3a XL, what are we gaining? Um, uh, what are we losing? We're not losing anything.
1: Okay. Well, I also wanted to note that neither of these phones have wireless charging. True. Uh, they do water. have the
0: squeeze feature though, they which I thought was weird. Edge sense? Uh, edge,
1: edge sense, some, edge sets, yes. That's which it. I think is awesome.
0: I never use that. Turn it off. It drives me nuts.
1: I, I used to use it on the two all the time. I turn um, it off. But, and then it also doesn't have water resistance. Oh, it doesn't? No.
0: None of any kind.
1: I think it's 53. Okay, well, it's better than nothing. So it's like splash, but splash. it's. Splash. Yeah. So um, you're also losing those. And I think, I think that's, that's interesting because you actually are dropping quite a bit. But what's interesting to me is the general reaction of people seem to be that those are not the things they really care about. And my point of view is that what Google's trying to do is they, they knew that Pixel 3 sales were not doing well and were not really going to do well. So they thought if we can get people into the Pixel ecosystem, because everyone, even general consumers, know that Pixel has the best camera, Right. That's, Mm -hmm. like, what Google pushes the most, most, most. So Google figures if they can get people into the ecosystem with a cheaper device, then maybe once Pixel 4 or Pixel 5 rolls around, then they're going to want to upgrade to, like, a better phone. But they're already in the ecosystem. And when people get on a brand, they stick with that brand. Like, that's why everyone's been on an iPhone since, like, the iPhone 3G. That's why people that know Samsung phones have been on Samsung phones since like the S2 like they just don't But move. does
0: the Pixel brand really have that equity?
1: It's not the brand but it's the camera. But the people camera, yeah. people know that the camera is really good and so if they get in at a lower price cuz they can walk into any carrier store now they can that's right. see It's it. on
0: all four carriers. It's
1: on all the carriers. They can walk into the carrier store. No,
0: not AT and T though.
1: Oh, not AT and T. It wasn't listed on there. It no. was US
0: Cellular, I think. Oh, okay, okay.
1: But they can walk into a bunch of carrier stores, and there can be a representative that's like, "Oh, have you heard about the Pixel camera?" And that's like,
0: never going to happen, David. I
1: don't know. I, I mean, don't want to be. I mean, okay, right? Uh, okay, not a sales associate because they make money off of selling more expensive phones. But I mean, I don't know. I have friends who like know nothing about. Phones and they're like oh is that the new pixel and it they all they know about it is the camera yeah and so if you can get those people in the ecosystem and they realize how good the camera is then like maybe later down the line when they want to do an upgrade and they have more money they can actually buy a pixel 4 or pixel 5
0: you know it's interesting because that touches on pixel marketing which is a lot a big question mark for a lot of us media we always scratch our heads and go why isn't google spending more money on marketing or putting
1: spent s- a lot of money on the, the team pixel initiative, which is all about the camera. So I
0: talked to Rick Osterloh today. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying his last name hundred percent. Right. But he's the head of hardware at Google. Yeah. Um, and he has something really interesting to say about that. He says, you know, it's a, it's a matter, it's a matter of balancing. If we push the marketing really hard and the sales are needed and we can't produce fast enough, yeah, you know, it's That's that's one of the challenges. So we try to make sure that we can ramp up the
1: production, production
0: because he says, you know, we're not like, it's not like Samsung where we know yeah, from past experience them, that we're going to make this many of yeah, them and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the general feeling I got was that his answer about the marketing was that they're trying to be, you know, they don't want to be in that situation where, you know, pe- there's there's tons of marketing and lots of high demand and then people can't get the phones. Yeah. And that seems pretty logical to me. I mean, high
1: demand means that there's more hype. So that's probably a better situation to be in than waking way too many phones and not being able yeah, to sell them. Yeah, and that's exactly like what he you know, exactly was saying. Yeah. So
0: I think, uh, yeah. So the, so the 3AXL, instead of a 5.6 inch display, has a 6 inch display. Mm-hmm. And instead of a 3000 milliamp battery, it has a 3700. Yeah, which is power. pretty
1: big jump. It's pretty in big battery. jump. Yeah.
0: But honestly, I think. And no notch. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> I <like> there, that. <laughs> and in other ways, there completely identical mm-hmm. oh another thing we didn't mention both have stereo speakers yes but they're not front facing for the bottom yeah, yeah, speaker yeah. the bottom speaker is bottom, bottom firing and yeah. then the top speaker is front facing yeah also but the headphone stereo. jack comes out
1: of the top for you guys that are runners yeah
0: for those so. of you who care about this kind of stuff some
1: people some people really care about the positioning of i the know
0: they do jack. i'm not but i'm making fun of them at the same time as acknowledging that they care yeah because honestly i don't know it's
1: like a it's like a workout slash runners thing a lot of people want their i
0: have lived with both and i really don't think it matters very much
1: yeah it's not a big deal to me i don't care if my phone's upside down
0: i have a rule that i only run when chased by big monsters (laughs) (laughs) that's basically like very rarely happens in my life um but you know i do like other things i love i love Not running, but the equivalent of running in water, which is swimming. I love swimming.
1: I I do have to bring up that someone from India hit me up today. And the pricing in India is actually not nearly as competitive.
0: It's not? No. Well, no, but that's the thing. That's Actually, I'm glad you're bringing that up. Because to me, I feel that $399 is too high. And a lot of people are like, Miriam, it's the Pixel experience with the Pixel camera. It's 90% of a Pixel 3. And I'm like, but you don't understand. In a big chunk of the world... You know, you can get a glass and metal, not plastic, but glass and metal phone with better specs and this. more yeah. cameras in the rear. Uh, like, like here's an example, Honor 8X yeah. for $250. Right. It's it's literally $150 less. Yeah. And, but I know it's not Pixel. I know it's not going to get the updates. I know the camera doesn't have the AI and the, the machine learning and the yeah. features. It's not the hardware that makes the camera so special on the yeah, Pixel. It's the software. It's the software. Yeah. So... You're paying for the software, you're paying for the Google experience, you're paying for the Pixel experience, you're paying for the updates, you're going to get, I mean, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about later, a feature that they announced at I.O. in the keynote, are only coming to Pixel first, and then eventually probably spreading to probably the next letter after Q. Yeah. So something that is
1: kind of nice is if you buy it at Best Buy, you get a $100 Best Buy gift card, so kind of... It's not hundred dollars off, but at least you get a hundred dollar gift card. And then if you buy it at the Google Store, you also get a hundred dollar Google gift card. Which is yeah, that's nice. try. But in India, um, the pricing is equivalent to five hundred and fifty dollars for the cheapest one. Wow! And, and in India, where where people like OnePlus are like gaining popularity like crazy, Realme is extremely popular. They're releasing like flagship phones for three hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> No one in India is going to want to buy this phone. And that sucks because like that's their next big market. Like India is the next big market. And if Google can't sell phones there, then like they're not going to yeah. do well overall.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is definitely an issue. I, I think that uh, I I just feel like in my ideal world, now that I've played with the phone and used it, I think I'd be happier if this phone was... Three forty nine. Yeah, and that would I be a true return to the Nexus Five. I feel 5 that the three A XL should be four hundred. Yeah, because it's seventy dollars difference. Yeah, and I don't understand how you can pay seventy dollars more for a slightly bigger display and a slightly bigger battery. That's yeah, the only yeah. difference. Yeah. So like fifty dollars, I can kind of see. You know. Yeah. Um. So, I think that's a but the reality is, jump. these prices are going to drop. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that we're going to see sales. Um. Yeah. And so you know, as such, I'm like okay. Maybe I should calm down. But I, this is, you know, and it's, I have this conversation, Ben Sin, uh, from Hong Kong last week on the show. Okay. You know, he's like, I don't understand your pricing. We were talking about the Moto G7 mm. and G7 Power. Just reviewed the G7 Power mm-hmm. on Geekspin. Geekspin.co, go check out my review. I'll put it in the, in the notes. The G7 Power is, in 250, is list, it's, Retail like street is already lower than that so in the two hundred dollar range, mm. but he's like that's insane for this phone I'm like that would be a one hundred and fifty dollar phone in China, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're right yeah and i'm like he does, I says he says i don't understand your pricing in the u s I- and I'm like, well, it's about you know you get a better software experience than you'd get on a Xiaomi or on a on yeah. an Oppo or a vivo, especially right. a vivo and he's like, yeah, but but I'm like well with Moto, you're getting almost pure Android. like it yeah. does it does make a difference he's yeah, like but yeah. it it's you you know why do you pay more for a simpler software experience in a way that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's interesting. It's just totally different markets It's just totally different. So that leads to the next question, which Uh is, do you think that, I mean, obviously they're targeting India, but do you think that maybe Google is focusing more on the US and Europe on this phone saying like, we are not doing well at the high end, but we can bring a lot of this because it's software to the mid range and we get that experience at 90%. Yeah. And and people will pay a little premium for this because they're in the West.
1: I think, again, it's going back to the trying to get people into the ecosystem and getting them hyped on the camera and staying with it. Because, like, I think if they were actually trying to target India, they would have priced it a lot more competitively there. Yeah. But in the U.S., like they really know that people are not really buying the Pixel phones. And like the Pixel 3 had really terrible sales in the U.S., even though they actually did a lot more marketing about Pixel 3 than they've done for pretty much any of their other phones. Mm-hmm. So they probably spent a ton of marketing and just didn't sell that many devices. So, yeah, I mean, the pricing in the U.S. is definitely better than it is anywhere else, even though it's not great still. $400 is still kind of a lot of money... For the cheapest option that they offer, and these are also both 64 gigabyte phones. They don't offer anything with more That's storage. Right. Storage, and there's no expandable only, storage. Yeah, either. it's only 64. And 64 is a little. It's iffy. No. It's min. It's what
0: I consider to be minimum. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, by the way. So, so I, I also feel that in my ideal universe, if I was running the world, I guess the Pixel Three A would be, you know said, three. instead of 399 yeah like 349 Um, and it would be it would be glass and it would be metal and glass Mm. yeah Mm. and it it wouldn't necessarily have wireless charging or anything it would just be because I know that you know Every Chinese maker can make it. Yeah. Yeah. Even the freaking Moto G, not the G7 this year, but because it's gone back to a plastic frame with a glass back. Yeah, yeah. But the Moto G6 last year, mm-hmm. and remember the X4? Yeah. The X4 like, was nice. Like glass sandwich.
1: And was that? 249? Yeah.
0: 299? Well, yeah, $299. 299. And, and the yeah. G6 last year was 250.
1: Yeah. So
0: if you can, if Moto can do it in the US, that's kind of a hard sell for yeah. me. Like that, that's why I'm like, I get it. You, you, the profit margin, I think, on this phone is actually really
1: good. I think maybe what they're trying to do is like, there was this quote from, I, maybe it was Rick Osterle, I don't remember, what but it was, Pixel stays premium. And
0: but they, a, I, plastic they, isn't premium.
1: Well, they said that a couple of years ago, but even though this isn't a quote unquote premium phone, Google is still valuing their software experience as a premium experience. And I, I agree with that. Right, so you pay the little, like you said, you pay the little extra to but get that Google See, software. that
0: brings us back to the flaws of the original 3 and 3XL, 3 the fact that the hardware is just not good enough for that category of phone. And it brings us back to what's going to happen with the 4 because yeah. in the mid-range, you could kind of get away with the hardware just being a window to your software experience. Like the very apple concept of like yeah. the phone doesn't matter. It's just a, it's just a window into what our experience, our silo, yeah, yeah. our stuff is. And I get that. I, I felt like that's that. what
1: the Pixel 1 was.
0: The Pixel 1 was very much that. Yeah. But the, to me, the Pixel 3 is the next one that feels like that. And that worries me about the 4. Because I'm like, look. I want freaking hardware. Like yeah. I want you to pull out the big guns. I want, an, I want a tele, a wide, and a regular <laughs> in the back with that software that you make. Yeah. And I How want no compromise. Yeah. And I want, you know, metal, glass. I want everything you've done so far. I know you're not going to bring back the headphone jack, but I want, you know, I want 8 gigs or 10 gigs of RAM. Like, don't. F around here, Google, okay? And they're going to do six. <laughs> well, but that's not that's not good enough. And that's my concern. It's like, I'm like, you, if you want to... And maybe there won't be a Pixel 4. Maybe the next Pixel is just going to stay mid-range and that's where they're going to stay. I doubt I mean, it. it was like that in a way for the Nexus 5. The Nexus 5 was a very mid-range phone for its time. It had flagship yeah. specs, but, you know, kind of barely.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to go back to mid-range. Well,
0: then, if you're listening, Google, hopefully somebody's listening. Please, please, please. We need something that is like checks all the flagship boxes. You know what I read
1: today though is that uh, the three A was the first device that was wholly designed by the HTC oh, team yeah, that was acquired right. by Google. So it's possible that the four is a lot better.
0: Well, I mean it's a it's a it's for me it's it has to last an entire year at least and be yeah. viable. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like two years as much, but a year, you know, the three A will be fine in two years. Yeah. For most people. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a flagship buyer, you know, the reality is in North America, people walk into a carrier store and they buy a phone from carrier mm-hmm. on subsidy. Yeah. And most people, I would say people who will, you know, buy a Pixel and a higher-end Pixel will know more about this stuff. They're probably updating once a year, mm-hmm. not twice, not with their contract. They're mm-hmm. actually on another cycle. Yeah, And because of that, you know, you need to give them a phone like, as you said, as we said earlier, the three XL and the three just don't feel like we can recommend them right now. It's only been yeah. six months. I In fact, cannot. right now, if I had to recommend a Pixel to anyone, I'd say buy the three A.
1: Yeah.
0: Call it a day because you get ninety percent of the experience and you save money. Yeah. And you can buy another four A next year. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if they make a four A and get yeah. get that experience, I don't know. It's really interesting. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm stoked. Uh, I love the purple. The mm-hmm. purplish, purplish. Which is yeah. very slightly purple. It's, a, it's like a lilac. Kind of like the pink-ish was. It's
1: like a light lilac. It's very beautiful. Yeah, it's nice.
0: And it's got that nice little green button on it for flower. Yeah. A power. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like a And then neon. it's got an orange button on the white one, right? Mm-hmm. And then does the black one have a black button? Yeah. I haven't seen the... I mean, I barely saw the black one. It's, it's just black on black. It's, it's so insane. boring. Yeah. Who buys black phones? I used to. mm <laughs> No, I mean, I I shouldn't judge. People can do whatever they want. That's just a matter of taste. I I just feel like, I just find black phones kind of boring.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone uses a case anyway.
0: And that's the thing, right? That's probably why you're going to say, who cares if it's plastic? Well, then why don't we go back to phones that are like, you know the crappy plastic chrome like samsung did forever on the flagships oh, gosh. like galaxy s3 s4 s5 i loved that at the time oh man not <laughs> all i Feels could so do at the now. time as a reviewer was look at it and like you see the mold lines on yeah. it and you're like oh my god it's so cheap this I phone know. is so expensive and your yeah. materials are yeah. Remember the band aid looking GS5? Uh, yeah. That weird pink <laughs> that looked color? Horrible. That looked like a band aid. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad we're far from that. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's the thing like the G power, go back to Moto, the G7 power I reviewed is plastic frame. And fake glass back. But yeah. I mean by that I mean it's a plastic back that's made to look like glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks way more premium than what Samsung was doing with the yeah. S3, S4, S5. Yeah. So it's possible. And, and again the 3A looks really, really nice. Like un- unless you're side by side touching them, you don't, actually you know don't the really know the difference. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And so maybe you're right, maybe it is that's why it's premium, you know? I think
1: it's the it's Google is just trying to keep the software experience valued higher. They want consumers to pay for the Pixel brand just like people pay for the Apple brand.
0: I don't think they're in a position to do that quite yet. They're
1: not, but they want to be and they think they are.
0: But they're not working very hard for that. I don't feel like the push has been there. Like They talk about the push. Every Pixel we get, the one, the two, the three... And now the 3A is like, our experience, us, our brand, our identity. I
1: think every headline. And I'm
0: like, where the hell is the money that goes behind the marketing, behind the production numbers to justify this? Yeah. And they're like, well, we want to see the sales first. I mean, it's a chicken and egg here. You guys, you know, like... I think Google has
1: not gotten out of the position where it's mostly Android enthusiasts who are interested in the pixel. And because of that, they do a lot of sales at the
0: beginning and they just don't follow through. Do you think we're doing them a disservice by being by being mostly tech journalists with the pixels because I feel like we're i o today right and like mm. you know who was it that was saying like you are all getting a phone we don't really need it like <laughs> I mean obviously we wanted to review it yeah but do we really need a pixel when ninety percent of the people in the audience had a pixel
1: yeah
0: already that probably daily drive and then half of them were on five you know what I'm saying I like, think it's I think it's
1: good for us because it's Good for us to be able to experience what Google can do with their software on mid-range hardware.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually really seriously thinking of switching from the... Th- uh, th- so I got a purplish 3A. Yeah. I chose the smaller one on purpose. I'm thinking of switching from my 3XL. You should. Just to kind of s- to live the, the... The 399 The 399 dream. pixel dream life. Yeah, yeah. Because also the headphone jack. I have a bunch of mm. Google headphone adapters in my various vehicles that don't have bluetooth yeah uh my old cars yeah. that are behind the seats under the car i don't yeah, know yeah, where yeah. they are yeah it's... because i keep losing them and this phone i'm just gonna be able to plug right in mm-hmm. it's gonna be great mm-hmm. um i don't know i think it's cool yeah. i i'm excited um it looks really good yep and uh, we'll let you know once we've played with it for a while. Yeah, we Although you can there. also read the reviews that are out from some of the publications. Yeah, today. we have a review out actually. Yeah, well there you go. Android Authority review. has a review.
1: I have a hands-on video, but I didn't get a lot of time with it. But we do have a full review because our India guy got a lot of time with it. Ah, so, cool. Yeah. So
0: what do you think of like things like battery life and performance and stuff that we cannot you know, share unless we try the phone for a while?
1: Um, I think battery life is going to be good. Okay. I think the especially the XL is going to be really good,
0: but is that what he said in his review?
1: Oh, what did he say? Yeah, um, I didn't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went, no, he, we he went out this morning. You haven't
0: had time. I haven't had time to read anything. I just know these reviews are there. He pub-
1: he published it this morning. I will so. link
0: to it in the show notes. So yeah. check it out. Okay. Um. Okay. So let's see. I'll talk about the Pixel Four a little bit. Um, look, the I I think I kind of already said it the co- the, con- the concern I have is that we're going to in that philosophy of like our experience our premiumness is in the software we're not they're not going to give us I didn't feel like the 3 and 3 XL hardware really hit that price point properly mm-hmm. I felt like you know and I kind of feel that way about 3 as well I feel like you're paying for the and that's yeah that's good but we, we live in a world where OnePlus exists, okay? Yeah. And you can see the software experience they bring to the table. And yes, the camera experience is not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. But they're getting better all the time. And their software experience is damn close to yeah. a Pixel experience. You know what I
1: have to say is like after you're reviewing the S10 Plus and the Huawei P30 Pro. Yeah. Uh, having the versatility of three lenses of different focal lengths is like I can't go back. I can't go back. It's actually so convenient. Yeah. Uh, and so it's hard because I really don't think Google's gonna offer three cameras in the back because they've been so gung ho about look what we can do with one. It, they might, but go to they two. surprised
0: us with two cameras in the front. I was not expecting that at all.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I I don't. I can't see them doing three in the back. Just because I feel like they're so gung ho about it. I don't know. They might do some cool thing where they have like optical zoom or something I don't know <laughs> but but it's it's hard because I, I I love having that versatility and every time I review a phone that has three cameras on the back I'm like this versatility is freaking amazing I don't I care about the quality that much just the ability to be able to do a 3x a 5x zoom and suddenly it's clear like the Huawei or like the Huawei p30 pro like that 10x hybrid zoom is freaking insane. It's insane. And so, yeah, I, I, as much as Google has amazing processing and color reproduction and stuff, like I, unless they can actually get that optical quality for like a wide and a telephoto, it's kind of hard to be able to like recommend them.
0: And that all. is my perspective. Like, you see, I'm thinking that Google needs to do with the Pixel Four what OnePlus looks like they're doing from what we know so far mm-hmm. the rumors on the a OnePlus 7 Pro which is also which is no holds barred hardware
1: yeah.
0: right i mean there's a few things we know they're not going to have Water the ip rating and i'm i'm not sure about charging. wireless charging but i it doubt it's going like to have it, it. Yeah. so my point is that if google imagine what what google could do if the camera system on the back of the pixel was the sensors and lenses we see on the 48 the megapixel 30 Pro, yeah. Imagine yeah. if you combined that Leica imaging experience, yeah, hardware with Google software. Because look, Huawei has some good AI chops, but they don't have. They don't have a nearly as good AI shops as Google, number one. No one does. And <laughs> no one does, especially computation, on the computational photography and the machine learning there. But it's also because, you know, for good machine learning, you need good data. Yeah, and yeah. Google has all the pictures <laughs> in the world, right? All the data, yeah. So to me, that's kind of where I'm going with this Pixel 4. I'm like, you have no reason. And I would say that in the same way as it looks like OnePlus is going higher price point and more premium and more flagship. In a way, freeing themselves from that limitation of making a $600 phone with the Pro. At least that's all the indications we're getting. I kind of want Google to go that way. Now that they have the 3A, 399, why don't you give us a $1,000 flagship, Google, and show us what you can do? Because I will spend that money. And there's a ton of people in Silicon Valley and in the West in this economy of plentiful that are going to spend that kind of money. Because right now, they're buying iPhone 10X Maxes because they want that kind of hardware. They're buying Galaxy S10 Pluses because they want that kind of hardware. And they know your Google experience is great and your camera is great. They're like, I don't want to sacrifice on these other things like reverse wireless charging, headphone jack, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so I'm worried. I'm worried about the Pixel 4. I'm worried that they are kind of stuck in this kind of... Like, it feels to me like this is a problem with Silicon Valley. It's like they're so stuck in their little bubble, they yeah. don't see the world out there. I know. And, and Samsung might be making some horrible, stupid mistakes like the Fold. I mean, the Fold itself is not a mistake, the way that they brought it yeah. to us so far has mm-hmm. been a mistake. But like, in the way that they're clumsy doing some other stuff, I feel like Google is really clumsy in not recognizing that you know, like it's kind of like the fit and finish in a Tesla, right? Yeah, yeah. It could be Audi like, but it's not. And this is coming from me who owns one. It's like, why couldn't you do that, Tesla? Yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it would be even better, right? Like, but you know, it's the experience. Oh. Sake, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. yeah the experience is great but it's not just about the experience yeah
1: if you really want to just like have no reason to buy the other car then you gotta
0: like just I make mean, it just as good. in the car enthusiast world right now that's the big debate that's going on it's like we know that eventually the other brands are gonna catch up not catch up necessarily, but compete yeah and then what like yeah. Then, if, then people yeah. are going to buy Mercedes and Audi and Porsche yeah, if because
1: and... they
0: can get all that good stuff, almost all that good stuff from Tesla. Right. It's the same as a Galaxy S10 versus a Google. Actually, like a, I think that's a, a
1: a, that's a pretty apt comparison yeah. because Tesla is the one that has the insane self-driving capabilities that no one else has. Right. They, have, they have more data than anyone else. So yeah. they're kind of the Google of the car it's world. It's totally that. Yeah.
0: And, and, and you know, I think when you, when you compare it, it's like, well, do I buy the Galaxy S10 Plus, that's like the BMW or the Audi or the Porsche, or do I buy the Tesla, which is the Google one? Yeah. You know, and and it's like, I always feel like this, I've been reviewing phones since the early 2000s, and I feel that every year, we're so close to the holy grail, and there's always one thing dropped of one of the phones that just makes it that we can't have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. It's like, how is this possible that, almost 20 years have gone by at least 10 years or smartphone have 12 years of smartphone have gone by if you go by the iphone launch and we still can't get like everything yeah so i'm not suggesting that google would do that because i don't expect google to bring us everything no i don't either (laughs) but at the same time i want them to bring us way more than what they brought us so far yeah. yeah you know i agree yeah so i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens um I'm excited. Um, but uh, speaking of hardware, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that was announced. Yes. And in terms of hardware, uh, the the rebranding of the Nest, the Google Home brand to the Google Nest brand. Yeah. And then so we had the Google Home Hub and now it's called the Nest. Google, the Google, Google Nest, Nest Hub. Nest or Hub. just Nest Hub. And then now yeah. we have a bigger Nest Hub called the Nest Hub Max, Yeah, so I, which is a mouthful. Try to say that five times really quick. Google
1: Nest Hub Max. Google Nest. yeah uh, oh, no, forget it. Yeah. Anyway, it's not gonna happen. So this is kind of weird because it's almost a merge between a Nest Cam, a Google Home Max, and a Google Home Hub. It's like That's three. Right. It's like three products in one because. They didn't just make it bigger. They actually made the speakers better too. They added two, two tweeters on the front and and one on the back. And it's really loud and it sounds really good. And it's pretty much three products in one.
0: What's the display size? That's the one thing I never caught on any spec. Big. Yeah. (laughs) It is 10 (laughs) 10 inches inches versus something like seven inches before. Right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so you can feel it. But you know, it's funny when you see it in isolation. It doesn't look that much bigger, but you then know. when you see them side by side, side you're by like, "Holy, oh, yeah. you, holy crap!" Well, I oh. remember
1: I, my first reaction at the uh, made by Google event in October when we actually saw the Google Home Hub in person. I was like, "Oh, this is insanely small." Oh, right. <laughs> because in all the in all the videos and animations and stuff, they looked it looks so much. Well, bigger. you don't know how big it is, and then we saw it on the walls on the display walls, and we we're like, oh, this is why it's like $99. <laughs> like, it's super small. But yeah, the new one is, um, it's interesting. I, I like...
0: So, so they have a camera on it.
1: Yeah. And it
0: allows all kinds of really interesting things. For example, mm-hmm. it has it's a obviously, Facebook portal,
1: basically. <laughs> yeah. So it,
0: it supports, so now, number one thing it supports is it can become a Nest camera itself. Mm-hmm. Uh number two thing it supports is it can be used for dual calls.
1: Yeah. And it'll track you around the room. And
0: yeah, it does but it does it's it's a software. It's software yeah. crop, yeah. Software cropping. And then the third thing it can do is it recognizes gestures. So if The music's playing, you want to mute it. Basically, you just put your hand in front of it, like stop. And it
1: recognizes your face. And it
0: recognizes your face, so it it can switch profiles and give you your personalized stuff based on your face. Which is awesome. Uh, And then, no, there's more. There's more. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There there were a whole bunch of things that use the vision stuff. It can do a lot. But here's the cool thing. That I think is really cool. There's a physical hardware switch on the back, yeah, yeah. just like on the original, uh-huh. that doesn't just turn off the mic, but actually physically turns off the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, people that are worried about, like... You can also, in software, issues. toggle the camera and the microphone on and off. Yeah. But you if you want to completely have privacy, no mic, no no camera, just reach in the back, turn off the switch.
1: Yeah, and then so, there was that whole thing yeah. where you could just say, um, stop. Instead of hey, hey, G stop. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. So that's actually a feature that's rolling out through across a, a bunch of yeah. Know, but all, that's just all, like all of them. nice. But to basically, see. Yeah. you know, if you're listening to music, you can just say instead of saying hey, you know, I'm not going to say the keyword. Yeah. But instead of saying the keyword, you can just go ahead and say stop. Yeah. So uh, other things it does is it's got a bigger screen, so it's much more fun for YouTube videos and mm-hmm. watching TV. Um, sounds better, stereo sound. This kind of um,
1: feels like um, their true, finally, finally true competition of, like, the Lenovo smart display. Yeah. Because they never really had a true competitor. Did
0: the Lenovo have a camera? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: And they advertised the fact that you could make video calls on it. Oh. But, yeah. So, but, like, this is kind of their true competitor, but it's just better because it's also a Nest Hub. Uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. totally
0: you know what yeah. I love though is that you can turn it into an S camera yeah that is so cool yeah I like that of idea, course too. you do that and you think about the cost of an S camera mm. and you're like why yeah, would I buy put too. that in every yeah. room and I, then you I get mean, much more use out of it these
1: things are kind of big and I think they're expecting you to get like one and then putting the small ones in like bedrooms yeah. and stuff I think they're expecting you to get one and put it in like your kitchen or your living room so it's
0: 229
1: yeah which is actually not horrible. which is
0: kind of amazingly cheap honestly yeah, for what you're getting
1: the sound quality you're getting is really Good. You're getting a
0: TV, yeah. you're getting a stereo a stereo, yeah. you're getting an S camera, yeah. and you're getting a basic communication device like a Skype, you know, duo or whatever. Yeah, and a know. really ho-
1: a really good um smart speaker too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, what, what was the um HomePod at launch? Like 300 dollars
0: Oh my god, yeah. $350?
1: I think yeah, it was 350. $350. And so this is a lot less, it has better functionality. It has way more functionality.
0: And it has the best assistant on the planet, bar none. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing, you know, for me, it's like Siri and Alexa, um, why? You know, like, I I don't get what I want out of them. Like, they're not going to help me. So they don't know what I do. They don't know my life. And I know that's a dangerous thing because it's a double edged sword, right? Like, they, Google knows so much about my life, mm. and then it could be very dangerous. But yeah. Uh, yeah. these are
1: cool, though. I, I don't know how I feel about them rebranding Google Home into Nest. I don't like it. I don't think that consumers are going to like that.
0: I think Nest made sense for the camera system before it was bought by Google because camera it and felt thermostat. like, you know, it's my nest. It's yeah. secure and safe. Well, it made sense for
1: like thermostat It's you know,
0: warm, right? Yeah. And the cameras right. keep me safe. Yeah, But this is now much more to me. It's such a it's much an entertainment more universal. Yeah. yeah. Nest doesn't feel quite right for that. No.
1: I like the Google Home branding. And now, Google Home app. Uh, <laughs> are they going to blend everything into oh the Nest tab uh, like yeah, this sounds horrible <laughs> yeah that will be a nightmare so I don't know we'll figure that out in the next few and months
0: and then now they have the doorbells as well under the Nest brand Yeah. Um, but I mean basically what it's saying is that Pixel is the phone brand Nest is now the speaker, speaker display Google. hardware I don't like that though. home automation brand I don't like it Nah, no, I don't like it either Yeah. but you just have to live with it that's yeah. going to be a nightmare that's but it's going to be what it is <laughs> yeah uh, because, look, the reality is, like, if you run into a complete stranger on the street and you say, have you heard of the Nest Hub Max? They're going to be like, yeah, what are you really, talking about? Really Whereas nice. if you say, you know, have you heard of the Google Home Max or Hub or whatever, they're going to say, no, but Google Home, is that, isn't that their speaker? Yeah, you know what I mean, think about it. There's so much. It's been echoed you know the dot the little one yeah. versus google home mini right yeah. for for how long now For like, two, like eight, they are two and a half do, years. like they are almost 5 bucks a pop now yeah. on sale like yeah. you know they've gotten to yeah. a point where like you can every just christmas they
1: just throw those minis you can just those buy around. like
0: 50 of them yeah and just mount Put them, them every anywhere you want and and i feel like they're by rebranding now they're really potentially they're, in
1: the they're teeth, potentially
0: really. like giving a lot of Uh, advantages to uh, Amazon right because Amazon I think their branding is great I think Echo is a real and you know is a really good brand well the
1: thing is like everyone owns a Google Home Mini now right so it's like what are they going to call it like Nest Home Mini or I guess the Google Nest Mini. I don't know speaker. Like it's weird. That's a. That's I know, so, and ugh. and
0: I mean, you look at you look at you look at uh, Amazon. They didn't change the word. They didn't call. No. They didn't consolidate everything under the Ring brand when mm-hmm. they acquired no, no, the no, Ring no. doorbell. Echo is Echo their is their brand. Even and though Ring everyone is just their calls brand it too. the
1: Alexa, it's still yeah. Like, it's still all this, Echo.
0: yeah, I know. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm torn by all this. I feel like. Uh, Basically, I, I like the
1: product. I don't like the branding. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I think the products gonna the products be great. stellar in my. Opinion. I'm going to look forward to getting a review and of that. I tell yeah. you, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. um So there's a bunch of other news that was announced at the keynote, and yeah, I'm going to dig into that now. The biggest thing for me that stood out. Okay, let's talk about our big our picks. Um, mine was the all the Google Assistant features. Mm. The fact that Google Assistant will now run on device. That was
1: also one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh,
0: let me actually uh, bring up my, uh, my stuff on that because I, I think there's there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, um, they basically uh, demoed much faster because you yeah. don't you don't have to be online. Right. So the voice recognition model on Android Q mm-hmm. is actually baked in device. You don't yep. need to. It's five hundred megabytes. It's actually down to eighty, I think. I thought they said eighty. Oh, did they? But yeah, oh. no, I'm not talking about the assistant part. Isn't it the
1: entire English language is in eighty megabytes? Yeah, that's what I thought. And then yeah. the entire model is five. Correct. That's yeah. right. Yeah,
0: and so what I'm saying is that now we have basically this crazy fast response for the app. Yeah, it's super
1: quick. I demoed it on stage, and it's great.
0: And it's coming to uh, Q and the Pixels first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's you know that's you know it's always like that. And I mean the
1: fact that you can use it offline is amazing. Like the fact that you don't have to wait. It's kind of like the comparison between the Pixel One and the Pixel Two's camera. How The Pixel 1, and actually before, even before the Pixel 1, when HDR Plus was introduced with the Nexus 6, how you would hit the shutter button, it would just be processing, processing, processing. That was HDR, right? Yeah. Now we have that for, like obviously for portrait mode, but it's kind of the same thing. With Assistant, you would say, hey G, and it would bing, and then you would ask it the question, and it would kind of render, 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 and then it would would do your thing. But on stage, then it was just like, hey G, do this. And also,
0: the example they showed, you can continue talking yeah like while you have their attention right you you're good to go for a while yeah yeah, yeah. and it's kind of amazing it's very conversational yeah um the other thing that's that kind of blew my mind was um you know that that the how just how low latency it was Mm -hmm. and how they've integrated it into the status bar on the pixel at the bottom yeah i love how it's down there all the time yeah Yeah. you can see so that was cool um Another thing they talked about was how with uh, lens now, you'll be able to translate right in lens. Yeah. So if you point lens out, you don't have to start fire up the uh, translate app and go into that camera yeah. mode of the translate yeah, yeah, app yeah. to translate. You can fire up lens, point it, at, <laughs> yeah, point it at a foreign language sign, and it'll figure it out and give you a translation. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing not quite related to a system. Uh, also kind of in the whole AI realm duplex, which you saw last year, yeah. which I use now with my screen calling on my Pixel all the time. Yeah. When I had I a love Pixel, it. I
1: used that all the time. <laughs> um,
0: it now is coming to fill out web forms. So mm-hmm. imagine you want to, like the example on stage was you want to rent a car.
1: Yeah.
0: And Well, imagine instead of like going through the, through the drudge of filling out the form, it, the rent, it'll it, it, fill it for uses AI to figure it out yeah. knowing your web browser data and it's basically the same as duplex talking to a human on a phone yeah. but doing it by reading a web reading page and interacting and with it. it. Yeah. Based yeah. on what you tell it to yeah. do verbally. Just like You say so rent, much me a, time. <laughs> rent me a mid sized car on Hertz that yeah. from July 12th to July 15th yeah. in Albuquerque, New Mexico mm-hmm. and it'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Hertz website, do it.
1: Yeah, just it's like tons of It's freaking
0: crazy. Saving
1: a ton of time basically. Um
0: yeah. So that's some of the stuff, other stuff we saw. The, uh, there was some Android Q specifics. Oh, there was driving mode for Google Assistant. That oh, was yeah, that's coming. nice. Uh, so it's a dedicated driving mode that basically has uh, an interface optimized. Like you you can and you can activate by voice. You can say, hey, yeah. G, uh, put me in driving mode. I'm, yeah. oh, I'm, let's drive now. And yeah, it'll yeah. just
1: switch the UI. Which I think it's awesome because, like, last week I went and saw the Polestar 2, which is the first car with Android Automotive which is like Android baked into the car instead of having Android auto, which is just a stream of your device. It's actually built into the system. And they, Google is working with a bunch of developers to make a Android automotive version of their app. Because if you think about it, driving is actually the situation in which using these entertainment apps is actually like the most useful because driving is one of the most boring things you can do. And that's when you really want to be able to interact with music. You want to be able to make phone calls. You want to be able to text with your voice. And so you kind of need a different interface to make this easier to use without having to get distracted on the road. And so even Spotify was like one of the first ones to do it on the phone. There's a driving mode on Spotify where the buttons are huge. The skip button is huge. The pause play button is huge. And so kind of adding this mode for in general, like driving mode for Android in general... I think is a really, really big play because a lot of people mount their phones to the dashboard. And so being able to use the Assistant just with your phone mounted to the dashboard and touch things with big buttons is just super useful.
0: No, it's great. I think that uh, I'm excited because, you you know, on my Tesla, obviously, I've got a big screen and it's easy to use. But in my older cars, I sometimes like to use, you know, the Google Assistant. But the interface like the, the car interface right now, it's yeah. kind of like it, you, it breaks away from the assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of merging the two. Yeah. And this brings up actually a product that I unboxed called the Rogue yeah, Bolt. Yeah, I did a pretty great uh, Yeah, Anchor. By, by Anchor. Yeah. Uh, they sent me one. Yeah. And Was it's, yours buggy? I had issues, but they... F- Replace it with one that fixed the problems. Uh, my
1: my, my review unit was really buggy.
0: <laughs> um, so it's still not out, so it's very early on, but yeah. I'll put an unboxing video link in the show notes. The The reason for, you know, eventually I'll review it in, in more in-depth in a video. I, I love the fact that it's a cigarette lighter 12-volt yeah. style adapter yeah. that looks just like a charger with two yeah. USB high-speed uh, fast-charge ports yeah, yeah. on it. It just looks like that, but it also has a Google Assistant button. Yeah, couple of firefield mics and some LEDs on it. Yeah, and an AUG's out. Yeah, and uh, and so you're gonna say what? Well, so think about this. Even if you don't even get into the better functionality of it, it has Bluetooth in it. So Uh for an old car, it means your phone connects to that gizmo via Bluetooth. And the output of the AUX goes into your old stereo right, AUX. Right. Or, and or you can two. charge your phone yep. or and another device yep. in all in one device. And the it's fact a, that it's all in it's one is amazing. And makes so
1: interacting with the Assistant easier. It's actually really cool. yeah. So
0: that's the part. So then then imagine all that. Imagine making calls to the good far field microphones, but yeah. now add Google Assistant to the equation. Yeah. And that's exactly what the roof bolt from Anchor does. Right. So they basically it's like a Google Home, sorry, nest mini google home mini <laughs> google nest mini yeah. for your car yeah um and it also works on newer cars that don't have an aux uh because it does it relay can do, bluetooth, it can do bluetooth bluetooth to bluetooth, bluetooth yeah. yeah um but for 50 bucks which is kind of expensive but at the same time it's not too bad when you consider the functionality adds to an old car uh-huh. and for me it really made it obvious i took it camping with me to uh to Washington State mm. a couple of weeks back newer for Easter yeah. in the camper van and all of a sudden my camper van felt like a, newer car. a modern car like yeah, yeah. I could talk to it and it, you know it felt like the fact you that I also because I have multiple phones on me that react to the key to the key phrase uh, yeah. I just pushed the button instead on the, on the thing to trigger it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then far field mics it worked really well even like 60 miles an hour on the freeway. Yeah, yeah. And the sound quality is really nice because it it supports aptx and stuff mm-hmm. and it comes out of the aux and yeah. the my Siri is okay it's not it just doesn't have Bluetooth yeah so that's a cool little gadget. As speaking of assistant, uh, another thing that I thought was really cool during the keynote, going back to I/O again is the incognito mode. So we're mm. all familiar with incognito mode in Chrome, mm-hmm. a private mode or whatever, private browsing in general, and all web browsers have an option to do that. Yeah. Doesn't track you, doesn't use anything. You, you pretty much, nobody will know what you did on that tab. Yeah. And now they're gonna introduce incognito to Google search. Yep. And what I think is even cooler is Google maps. Yeah, 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 So you'll be able to in maps where at any point in time, just say, okay, stop tracking me now. And you know, this is where you bury you, you, that body and you rob that bank or whatever, right? And then you turn it back on.
1: This is where the couples that have location data on each other all the time are gonna use incognito <laughs> yeah, to yeah, totally. disappear for a it's little bit. It's gonna be it's gonna be bizarre. <laughs>
0: but I mean look, the reality is I think it's still it's it's needed. For some, yep. there are some times when you, you just can't reveal your position for whatever reason. And same way, well, you don't want to reveal your search. You know, you're embarrassed yeah. maybe because you're searching for something personal that yeah. you don't want to appear in your web search. So I like that the option exists. Mm-hmm. It enhances our user experience. Um, so we talked about some of the Android Q features. Um... And um, but I want to talk about some. You you talked about dark mode. Uh We talked about the uh, assistant being in device and Mm -hmm. voice recognition in device. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other stuff. There's new navigation gestures
1: that are pretty much like the iPhone X. Finally, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I hate the pill. I can't deal with the pill. Freaking terrible. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. They. uh, They have some. Some new privacy and security settings that are very similar to what we see on iPhone on a per-app basis for location being on all the time or uh-huh. only when you run the app. That yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Uh, oh, also background updates without a reboot. Yeah, that that's is kind nice. of interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what might got me honestly more excited because we've had Q out there available for early testing, and now the beta is officially out starting yeah, yeah. today. But the accessibility features they talked about were really cool. So Mm -hmm. live caption was this one thing that that really amazed me. Can you walk us through what your understanding is of it? Yeah,
1: okay. So I had a briefing actually with Google a few months ago about kind of this um, accessibility feature that they were adding in that does live captioning of whatever you say to your phone. So it's actually an accessibility setting, but today they kind of took that to the next level. So because they're doing all of this on device machine learning, which I think is kind of going to be a big topic for the next while because we've been talking about edge computing.
0: Yeah, for this the last, is edge computing.
1: Well, a lot of it is. Well, edge computing was on server side, but now we're doing it on device. On a edge on device, yeah. Edge on device, right? So it's it's because this is so much faster now and you don't have to relay things, uh, your phone can actually do this ML on device and like it can caption any video on anything anything yeah actually anything so you can take a video on your phone you can be playing whatever and it'll be able to caption it which is just crazy insane
0: yeah it's crazy so that's going to be introduced as a system-wide feature Uh with android q at some point yeah uh where you can caption anything in real time uh same similarly there'll be a live transcribe mm-hmm. which will basically let you transcribe an entire yeah. document yeah, yeah yeah an entire audio file or whatever into yeah. a document right um and then there's live relay which i thought was incredible because it's for mostly going to be really helpful to hearing and yeah so people. that's
1: that's the accessibility feature that they added three months ago okay. that they're updating
0: but basically imagine you call someone that can't speak or is it can't hear
1: yeah
0: um they can Basically, see a live uh, caption of what you're saying, and they can they can type back, and it talks back Uh at you. With the and so it can be a very completely seamless experience, and it bridges the gap. I mean, today there's a lot of um, hardware that exists for. Uh, people who are hard of hearing yeah. that lets them dial in like there's always a TDD number of yeah, the government yeah. services and stuff but imagine now you could speak to a normal person at the government mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even know it it's, yeah it's kind of incredible um so I'm super stoked about that because accessibility is super important mm-hmm. you know so yeah um I think that's it in terms of features really I mean I, I looked at the list here we, we went through everything of yeah. course we you know like we're skimming the surface this is I/O. This is where a lot of this stuff is gets elaborated on in yeah, sessions, yeah. and you know, there's two more days of I/O, so we'll probably bring you some more news later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, if you you know, by the time you listen to this show, most of the sessions will be covered pretty extensively yeah. by those those blogs and publications that dig deeper into the developer side of mm. things. So if you if that interests you, go check it out. But I th- I feel like this was a good keynote. You yeah, know, it felt a little less contrived than the duplex last year which made yeah. us kind of like uh whoa what's it going on that here was that was orwellian all. almost it
1: was and there were so many hot takes yeah <laughs> whereas this one was it's weird that we're having hardware at io again so yeah yeah but it's kind of refreshing and i
0: like that sundar spent a bit of time talking about you know how they're aware of the bias in ai that they're working really hard to avoid the bias in ai yeah, you know? yeah. and 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 i think that's something that you know we really need because it's, it's kind of, I don't want to even begin imagining a future where our AI is is just modeled around the majority. I mean, it's going to be really painful. Right, right. He talked about
1: how the, how the model actually learns and how they add weights to things that will be more unbiased, right? So they give the example of like, oh, a doctor. Okay, well, we don't want to train it. If you're just training an AI with a ton of photos of a doctor, if there are more photos of male doctors, you don't want to put a heavier weight on the fact that it's male. Yeah. So they actually reduce the weight of that and they make the lab coat like a higher weight because that's more that's right representative of a doctor.
0: And I think that's smart. Well, listen, I think we've covered most of it. Uh, super exciting. Super good dial. Great show. Great hardware. At yeah. Least. It's always fun every um, year. So I wanna you know wanna tell people where they can find you on the internet?
1: Sure. Um, my main platform is Twitter and you can find me at DervidML, D-U-R-V-I-D-I-M-E-L. Uh, on Instagram, I'm just my name, DavidML, and I also have DavidML.com, but I also write and make videos on Android and the uh, YouTube
0: channel. And it. your videos are hot and sweet and delicious. Thank you. <laughs> bouquet everywhere, No, <laughs> I mean, much everybody's bouquet. got bouquet everywhere now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I really like your style. I think your Thank videos you. are really nice. So if you want to see some nice videos at Pixel 3a, go to androidauthority.com. Yes. That's basically the takeaway. You know where to find me on the internet? I'm at tankgirl, that's T-N-K-G-R-L, on Twitter and Instagram. Lots of photos on Instagram of the Pixel 3a, so check that out. I posted a bunch today. Uh, remember also that the podcast has a complement YouTube channel, uh, youtubecom slash Joir, My full name spelt out. You can find my full name on my Twitter account if you don't know how to spell it. No spaces in the YouTube URL. And uh, there's some unboxing hands-ons. I've got a hands-on with the Pixel Three A in there. I'll put all this in the show description. But the bottom line here is subscribe to the podcast, uh, MobileTechPodcast.com is the URL. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hopefully like the videos. Uh, remember, check the Instagram. And then finally, uh, I would say, you know, if you don't know how to find the podcast, we're on all the big platforms Google, Apple, PocketCast, Overcast. Uh, I think Spotify. Uh, Spotify lately has been added. Yeah. That's good. We're also on TuneIn Radio, which is oh. cool because I can just right. do it in my Tesla. Not oh, nice. that I listen to myself, <laughs> but I've noticed they have a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I want to thank our sponsor as well before we finish here uh, Audible.com. Audible is really the best way to get audiobooks, I think, today. And if you want the best selection, uh, check it out. I uh, particularly like the fact that a lot of the books are read by the authors and makes the experience really interesting. Um, So the reason I'm bringing all this up is because they've been helping the show for a long time and they have a special deal, 30 days free trial with the link in the description below. And that link is audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. If you want to support the podcast, you don't have an Audible account yet and you want to try it out, maybe you're driving all day and you can't read physically a book, but you want to listen to it, this is your ticket, audible.com. So thanks for being a sponsor. And that's it. Thanks, David, for being on the show. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. Yeah, again. that
0: was good times.
1: Yeah, yeah. Late night, <laughs> yes. battling
0: it out before midnight yes. at IO show. <laughs> Um, and stay tuned. we'll have another show uh, next week for sure and maybe something else before that, but you know I don't want to make promises. So we'll catch you soon and cheers everybody. Bye. This has been the mobile Tech podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.